0: For when I first got started with project-based learning, it didn't take long to see how many tremendous benefits there were for my students to become more engaged. Um, The learning was more authentic, it was purposeful, and what I liked the most about it was that the students had choices in what to explore, where to look for their information, and ultimately how to share their learning. And I noticed that all of these things together led to higher student engagement and, of course, more meaningful learning experiences for the students. And giving them that chance to be curious when they were exploring a concept that was personally interesting, or whenever they could work together and tackle a problem, or perhaps explore some challenge based learning. We, as teachers, when we do this, we can foster more student driven classrooms and just increase that student curiosity for learning. And I know that there are so many things that we need to do in thinking about the future of what school will look like, what will work look like for our students. I know that we can't predict exactly what they will do or what the world will look like, but we can provide opportunities for them to become globally connected, to build their critical thinking, skills, collaboration, the communication, of course, creativity. We hear about the four Cs, sometimes even the five or seven Cs. But using things like project-based learning, having these opportunities where students can become more independent, have choices for where their search will lead them, will, I believe, serve to greatly amplify the learning potential of the students in our classroom, and it will also, when we connect them globally, uh, facilitate different relationships and different ways for them to learn. So as I started the PBL, and we had that first year, entering the second year, I really wanted to take it to another level, and that summer of 2017, I was excited about this opportunity. I was able to present and speak at EdmodoCon and while there i was just amazed as i always am at the power of technology for bringing in so many different ways we can learn for uniting educators from all around the world so fast it's unbelievable how many people can just tune in and interact without much time at all and i wanted to do more of that in my own classroom and having that experience Uh, left me completely fascinated by the ability that we have to communicate with colleagues who are around the world from us. We can do that at any time from anywhere around the world. And that further solidified the belief I have that that's something I needed to do in my own classroom. And I wanted my students to be able to explore the world, to make connections, but I wasn't completely sure how to do that. But it made sense because we used Edmodo and still do to use that as the start. So setting up that process can take time. Um, You need to decide what's going to be the best method for you, but I can tell you that the way that we did it was really quite simple, and I wish I had done it sooner, and in addition to Edmodo, there are so many different learning communities available depending on your school, um, the age of your students, your preferences, things that you can just use for classroom website, and like I said, I use Edmodo, but you can also connect through organizations like ISTE, Um, other PLNs that you might be a part of, different communities like Microsoft or Google. But getting started for for me really just took posting a message in the Edmodo community and just waiting for some responses. And so my process was, one, I shared the idea. I posted in uh, one of the Edmodo communities for Spanish teachers that I wanted my students to interact. We were going to be doing project-based learning. I explained the type of topics they might be choosing and how we could collaborate. I then waited to hear and had some responses to my message, and I responded to each person to get more details about their class, uh, the age group of their students, where they were located, the options for making connections with our classes. And then once I set that up, because some of the classes were elementary and my students were in grades 9 through 12, I found one to get started with. So I created a space on Enmodo for our group. And I joined, and the teacher from Argentina joined, and also eventually a teacher from Spain. And we just shared the students or shared the code with our students and let them introduce themselves, um, ask some questions, and just interact in that space. And it really just started by making introductions, getting them to ask questions about their PBL. Um, They were really excited and amazed at how quickly they got responses to their questions, how willing the other students were to share their information, to offer even more resources and to interact. And I remember the first couple of weeks into that first probably two-month period, just seeing how excited the students were, how much they learned in such a short amount of time. And I realized, like, obviously we need the technology to connect, but the information that they were getting, those connections that they were making were far beyond what they could have gotten by doing a search online, looking at a video, looking at pictures, because they were connecting globally, and it was broadening their perspectives in such a, like such an engaging and a more personalized way. So once we went past the Edmodo connection, I thought, you know what, let's take it a step further and have some real conversations. And so one tool that really helped for that, and where most people probably are already using it or have heard of it, and if you haven't started, it's probably a good time to dive right in, with Flipgrid. And it presented the perfect solution because I was able to embed it right into our space on Edmodo. We set up a welcome video, the students shared videos back and forth, and we would get the notifications. And to be able to see those students in the school in Argentina, their uniforms, what their school looked like, um, how they were interacting during their lunchtime and then my students creating their own video to share. And being able to do that so quickly and have access to that was absolutely amazing. Um, the students were so excited just connecting and seeing like, oh, that's the person I've been talking with in text on Edmodo and who's been sharing information with me. And now you get to see them, hear their voice and you attach you know, more of a connection to them. So that was really a great way to go that I thought worked out really well. Another thing that we used was um, Padlet. And that was just a space to post some other questions, to post videos, uh, pictures, and just interact in a different way. All of this also building, in addition to technology skills, digital citizenship skills, and just helping students connect to a way more authentic and meaningful learning than what could have been done, learning from the textbook or me talking to them the whole time, but giving them that experience where they could kind of advocate for their own learning, um, explore things, make those connections, When they did their presentations in that first period uh, after we started this Global Connection, I was just amazed at hearing them speak and the information that they were sharing. And so I knew that we had taken a step in the right direction. And so the best advice that I can offer to any of you, you know, thinking about collaborating is think of how you connect now. What are some of the ways that you connect with other educators? Have you been wanting to make a connection with your classroom and another from around the world, maybe with your school and another school if you're an administrator uh, if you're a tech coach and you're trying to work with teachers, these are just ideas that have worked in my classroom. But I know there are so many ideas out there, different communities that we can interact with, leverage that technology to fi- to figure out how to make our students, um, you know, see all of these different opportunities that are available to them. Of course, making sure that everything is in place as far as like safety and security for our students is important, uh, and access as well. But it made for Unbelievable learning, not just for my students, but also for myself, and in a way that enabled them to take more of a lead in the classroom. And I was able to learn more from them. And so we continued to build on that beyond just those digital tools. And not only did we learn about each other, but we exchanged how to use different technology tools uh, that we use in our own classrooms with those other students as well. And so it's been an awesome experience the last couple of years. We're still learning. And if you have any suggestions or you want to share your ideas, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. As always, thank you for listening. And for the next episode, never can tell what it will be. But uh, if you have an idea, if you want to come on the show, please let me know. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I'm Rochelle Danae Poth, and this will be episode number 12 If this is the first time you're tuning in, thank you. Um, Please be sure to check out some of the prior episodes where I talk about a lot of different topics, not really a consistent theme, but more likely that it's just things that have come to my attention throughout the week, or I've been involved in conversations, chats on Twitter, discussions in Voxer, um, you name it. But some of the topics I've covered have been things like mentoring, um, self-care, the future of work, future of learning. And let's see what else, collaboration, social emotional learning was one of the actual two recent episodes, and then personalized learning. And the last episode was on project-based learning, which leads me into today's episode because I had some questions about um, how I went about expanding what we were doing in my classroom with PBL and moved it to more of a global kind of a scale with my students. And so I thought I would talk about that in today's episode. And if you're just tuning in, the last episode, I admitted that I really did think I was doing PBL in my classroom for years. And after a series of learning events in the summer of 2016, I realized I was not. I was really just assigning my students to complete projects. And so they were doing you know, learning based on projects rather than authentic PBL. And so once I figured that out and invested some time in looking at resources like Uh, The Buck Institute of Education, now PBL works that they provide, looking at some books uh, launched by A.J. Giuliani and John Spencer, also Hacking PBL, and let's see what else. Uh, Oh, Reinventing Project-Based Learning by Susie Boss, and then attending conferences at camps in Twitter chats, you name it. I had a much better understanding of what PBL is. And there are so many benefits for doing PBL in our classroom, but, and I'll go over a couple of, of the basic steps of how I got started with my students. And then I'll dive right into how we expand to be on our classroom to a global scale.